Mondays.pop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Lawrence Ryan here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, and Mark Miller announcing show number 47, The Cremo Show. Cremo? What the fuck is that? Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who recently used two giant blocks of cheddar for protection, Carl Franklin. Hey, it's Monday again. God damn it. We're all here except for Jeff. 47 in a row. Franklin. So Karen's here. I'm Hi, here. Karen. Hi, t- Hi, Carl. Mark is here. Hi, Carl. Richard's here. <laughs> hey, I'm here. And I think we have a show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see in about an hour. I got to never know till the end. <laughs> I got a feeling we have a lot of content in this show, so we should probably just get right to it, right? Any witty banter? Anybody? 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 No? Okay, let's move on. This is our witty banter time. I don't have witty banter, but I got something I, uh, on my mind I kind of want to get off of my chest. All right. I I might be evil. No. What? Well, I was, I was just in England, and... Um, we were on the tube. It's late at night, and uh, there was this homeless guy, and he was kind of standing facing the corner as we were walking out, and we had a long way to walk so we could watch him. He was just standing there real close to the corner, and I'm thinking, oh, God, he's not going to pee, is he? He's not, <laughs> I hate that. He's not going to pee. And, 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 and sure enough, I hear this <laughs> sound, and I'm like, Man, you know, I've seen it. You've heard it before on this show. I just see I'm a magnet for guys peeing at night on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to you all the time. And I'm, I'm like a little angry about this. You know, it's like, why is this guy peeing right in front of me? Why do I have to look at this? And I'm like, and then I see his little pillow off to the side. And I'm thinking, I'm going to steal his fucking pillow while he's peeing. <laughs> it's the only way to stop That'll it. That'll teach this guy for peeing in front of me. So I grab his pillow. And what's he going to do? He can't run while he's peeing. I mean, that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> Especially so anyway, for me. After spending the night in jail, apparently you can get thrown in jail for stealing from homeless people. So oh, that's no, I'm too bad. kidding about that. I didn't really steal it, but I, I wanted to. And I thought I was evil in that moment. What you should have done is peed on the pillow. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't done it himself. So. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, I don't know if I'm evil or not, but I thought I'd mention Just that. Just face it, you're evil. Let's Something move on. Something to think about. <laughs> so, you, you know, I lived in Boston for a while. I was going to school at Berkeley School of Music, and, and the subways in Boston, especially like around that area, Prudential. Just That's where I lived. Yeah, totally I lived reek. on the Fenway. Totally yeah, reek. They reek, but it's not the worst thing that people do on the T. There's a lot of homeless guys who feel like, I don't know what it is, but like it's a big jerk off place. What? Oh, Haven't nice. you ever seen that? Never saw it. Hold on, anybody. I wasn't paying attention until now. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody wank in the crank. I would never. say probably five or six. Now times. that's definitely a girl thing. Oh, right? maybe, maybe they don't, maybe they don't do it for Carl's enjoyment. We're back to that whole big boobs thing, you know. What was the address on that? <laughs> that's right. You Did go. you have big boobs when you? Yeah, okay, well yeah. there you go. Yeah, see, but it was really weird. I was like, I know what you're doing. Like, like seriously, very obviously jerking off on the train, especially like if there's only a few people late at night hmm. all the time. Less than pleasant. Wow. Yummy. <laughs> but anyway, I can't top that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. You want a story? I'll, I'll give you a story. All right. So, you know, I was uh, very much a coffee shop culture guy for uh, for years and years. And you go, you know, we'd all get together and go to the, the Denny's or the Beano's or whatever the place was. And you got to go back a long ways to think about the Cremos 
that they had before the little cups. Oh, yeah. They were little triangle things. Remember the triangle things? I don't like the word this is going at well, all. <laughs> I do, but uh, are you talking about those little individually wrapped half and half creamers? That's right. And yeah. they were little, they were triangle shaped. You, they had a little paper thing on the center of them. You peeled it off and then you'd squeeze it out into the cup of, of uh, coffee, right? Well, we didn't have that in the States. We just have these little half and half, uh, I guess yeah. you peel back the top. It's like a teeny yeah, they're, they're little cups. ramekin. It's a little cup, yeah. Now you got to go back, back 15, 20 years. Remember, I'm old. Dude, right? I'm as old as you are and we yeah. didn't have those here. No. All right. Maybe more advanced technology than Americans can understand. So <laughs> yeah. these things were little... <laughs> What do you say? They were just triangular shaped I, I, containers. I believe he just insulted us. I think so. That's all right. We're we're going with it. <laughs> God damn it! I told you we should have taken on Canada. There you go. <laughs> it would have been a lot Bastards. cheaper. Plus, I got better ski resorts than Iraq does. And you know, the big thing about going for coffee is you, you eventually run out of things to talk about, right? Right. And so you start coming up with gags. Like the time I took a big mouthful from the ice from from the ice water and then spit the ice all over the table and went, "Hey, this water has pits." <laughs> but this particular time i took one of these triangular cremos and i just stuck it under the the, the I, I put my hand with the cremo under the table and i just started working on the corner of the cremo you know oh, just God. rubbing it <laughs> and you know the arms going back and forth because i'm working pretty hard just rubbing the corner of this cremo and karen do you see what you've done you totally misunderstood what was happening I totally on that train i didn't know they you all see? had cremos I didn't then, know that it was a train full of cremos. Finally, somebody notices what I'm doing, goes, what are you doing? And at that moment, the end of the cremo came off, and I squeezed it really hard and <laughs> shot cream up the window. <laughs> nice. I love that, you, Richard. There's that moment. There's You're that awesome, moment man. where everybody's sort of looking at you, and that's when you take the cremo container out from under the table and drop it on the table and go, What? <laughs> you see, Richard, what I do is I always carry that cremo container with me just in case. There you go. I need to you always have to be say, prepared no, for it. Yes. Yeah. No, no, in case it naturally happens, you'll have an excuse. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Fair enough. <laughs> see, it had nothing to do with big boobs. It had to do with coffee. They were all just wanting coffee. They had it, big boobs had nothing to do with it. There you go. There's a whole there's a milk connection here somewhere. Let's <laughs> I was work gonna on say, that were you ever a waitress? <laughs> I was yes, I was a waitress. You were a waitress? Yeah. You you know this. I didn't. I was no. a waitress at Hooters. <laughs> no. Okay, I think I remember, remember this story. Remember I told you about my feminist reasons for being a waitress at Hooters? I think so, Carl, yeah. yeah. I, Carl, excuse me, Carl. Yes. I think we should call this the boner show. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that just popped up into my head, but I just... And at a few different places. I was yeah. a waitress in Italy, actually. Where are you? Oh, I was a waitress in, in Italy? Italy. No, not at a Hooters, at a pizza shop. La well, Hute? A pizza restaurant. La Hute. But I spoke almost... <laughs> That's Spanish, you idiot. <laughs> what did he say? It's, it's El Hute. El Hute. El Hute. El Hute. El Huteria. No, I... Huteria. <laughs> Ma que bravo. Manja. <laughs> bravo, brandissimo. <laughs> Facciamo la Huteria. Um, Join the Hooters group and travel the world. <laughs> All right, guys, i got to take a break for about 10 minutes. I'm going to be right <laughs> back. <laughs> it's cremo time. Oh, yeah. Cremos. I need some I cream for my coffee. <laughs> we can call this a cremo show. <laughs> if, any the listeners, just cremo. if any of the listeners hadn't guessed, we, we sort of come up with the theme as we're doing the show. Oh, yeah. We never set out and plan anything. It just sort of happens that And way. somehow it always gravitates toward the bottom line. Oh, the yeah. The baseline of and humor, I just, wherever and, that is. And I just want everybody to know that it's not me, all right? I am the voice of restraint <laughs> on this show. It's not my fault, man. Legal pressure's hmm. getting to you, isn't it, Franklin? Hmm, you're the voice of restraint. We'll remember that for later in the show. Oh, oh yeah. Carl okay. is the voice of restraint. Okay. And, and good taste? Could we push yeah, it good that? taste, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's you. I, I bring a little class to this otherwise <laughs> pedestrian Thank podcast. Thank God someone's got to. Then <laughs> it's got to be Carl Franklin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Well, anyway, let's uh, start things off right with The Week in Geek. However, um, before we do The Week in Geek, because really The Week in Geek is, is only a minor part of what I have to offer this week, I'm going to introduce a new bit called Things I've Learned This Week. I've learned that you should always take a ticket at the deli counter, even when there's only two people waiting for service. I've learned that the deli lady's name is not Scrooby Arch. 
<laughs> it's just pronounced that way. <laughs> Do you get a lot of deli It's spelled this something week? different. <laughs> I know this same lady. I know. You're right. It's Italian, isn't it? I've learned that it takes less time to run around the deli counter than to climb over it. <laughs> that yeah. is an awesome visual. Okay. <laughs> Picture that. I was just thinking the same thing, Karen. Yeah. I've, I've learned... Especially they grease that baby up that window, you know, for customers like you that might be mad. I've learned that the Waterford Stop and Shop manager's name is Tony. Oh, I actually oh. knew that, too. <laughs> I've learned that whole grain bread flies faster than Wonder Hot Dog Buns. <laughs> that only makes sense. I've learned that you can't duck fast enough when you see the top of a Goulden's mustard bottle at close range. <laughs> it is coming fast. I've learned that every Waterford cop carries two, two pairs of handcuffs. <laughs> really? I, didn't, I had no idea. I've learned that the lost and found box at the New London Superior Courthouse does not have pants in my size. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've learned that just getting a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts is, in fact, not allowed when under house arrest. <laughs> you think it would be, you know, with the cops stopping by there. We are yeah. in New England, just after all. I've learned that, and this is the final thing I've learned this week, I've learned that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on Nick at Night, weeknights at 10.30 p.m., <laughs> 11 p.m., 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m., and 4 a.m. They only let you watch Nick at Night there, huh? And that's what I've learned this week. Fresh bits of Franklin, you're a genius. <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> I'm giving you an honorary PhD in the Mark Miller School of Comedy. Oh, good. Everyone's after that honorary degree. Oh, We're yeah. lining up in the streets for that one. Watch yeah, it, you, Karen. You might just get yours, all right? You better um, watch it. Only can I dream, Miller, that one day I'll be... <laughs> Not All a right. recipient. So the next thing I have this week is some headlines. You know, the headlines went over really well last week. And uh, I've, I've perfected my technique for finding the headlines in the news this week. So the first one is uh, something that you all know about. Uh, beavers have been in the news this week. but I So I went looking for beaver headlines. And the funniest one I could find is at shrinkster.com slash CD7. Beaver falls, theft alleged. So huh. I am <laughs> You know, you've got a little license to make shit yeah, okay. up, Carl. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. The other ones are funnier. Like shrinkster.com slash CB1. Greek seaman ordered back to work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can just see somebody with a little whip and some cremo. <laughs> the sheep are all yeah. nervous. Those little fuckers are hard to keep track of. That's basically <laughs> the problem. Get back to work. Uh, the next one I found is kind of interesting. Shrinkster.com slash CB5. Michael Jackson to release Pope prayers. What? What's going on is Michael Jackson is going to do an album with the Pope. Oh, my God. Of of religious songs. I, this is true, man. Well, when you think about it, Carl, they actually have a lot uh, in common. There's a path here. <laughs> there's a bad path here. I, nothing funnier than pedophilia, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good humor. Kind of like bird flu and your sister having a heart attack. That's, that's <laughs> funnier. I'm their love for music. What the hell is on your guys' mind? <laughs> All right. So the next one's is shrinkshow.com slash CB7. Tribute. Theater group mourns designer colon. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> I hate off the rock, colon. <laughs> uh, this one is a, an interesting problem of solved. Shrinkster.com slash C6N. For organ shortage, a radical cure. Hmm. Yeah. There's <laughs> apparently a shortage of organs. <laughs> okay. Not, not that funny, but uh, shrinkster.com slash CD4. And I just thought this was hysterical the bush buffet eat at your own risk hmm. <laughs> mm. oh my gosh i can count eight levels on which that's disturbing that's really disturbing <laughs> karen you you just got an award i'll be give you a master's degree at the mark miller school of comedy oh, masters Honorary. one day soon i'll be a phd i know i will oh miller thank you okay along the same vein <laughs> shrinkster.com slash along six the same vein <laughs> 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 Frankly, everybody's a genius tonight. 
<laughs> you guys aren't going to believe this one. This is out, out of sight. Shrinks.com slash six, uh, C6Q. Bush slammed at King funeral. <laughs> wow. oh, did I, I mention, did I mention <laughs> these are real people? Why did I go to that King funeral? That sounds like a rocking good time. Yeah. And, and this one is just unbelievable too. Along the same lines. Shrinks.com CD5. Collins flexes muscles with Bush in Katrina probe. <laughs> Katrina probe. That's pretty good. You know, I was just thinking about the the House Speaker. If he ever gets mad at Bush, it could be like the headline would be Boner slams Bush. How, how many times are you going to do the boner joke, buddy? I'd Give it a rest, man. It's, it's over. Boner. It's over. Let your boner rest for the evening. All right. Uh, next one, shrinkster.com slash C6P, Nittish rules, outhouse warming party. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's Nittish Rules Out Housewarming Party. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I ran those on. Nittish? Nittish. Yeah, that's, Nittish. The, that's the subject to the sentence, actually. The next one is shrinks.com CD6. MC students kept abreast by the courier. Nice. <laughs> I've always wanted to be one of two men walking abreast. <laughs> Uh, too funny. And next one is uh, shrinkster.com slash CD3. Friedan's record includes anti-gay positions. Now, just just what is an anti-gay position? I'll tell you after the show, Carl. I'll show you. I got pictures. Anti-gay. Okay. Anti-gay, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, in sports news, uh, shrinkster.com slash CD2. In golf, Ailing Woods opens with 69 at Rivera. <laughs> Whoa, very nice. He's apparently branching out a little bit. Uh, Shrinkster.com slash C6T, Lady Vikings Pound Johnson. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> that one's close to my heart because have I told you about my son and his obsession with Johnson? No. Well, <laughs> what? He, my son is seven, right? So we have a, a, a doctor who comes in who's not our regular doctor. He's like, hi, I'm Dr. Do- I'm Dr. Johnson. My son... <laughs> In hysterics, Dr. Johnson, the penis doctor. Johnson, hi, I'm Dr. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. It was like <laughs> mortifying. That and walnuts. Every time he hears walnuts, because those are his testicles in him. And he's, I'm like, oh, my friend who lives on Walnut Street. Walnut Street, is it comfortable in your Walnut Street? Like totally all about walnuts and Johnson. Your kid is hilarious. Can we get him on the show? Oh my God, he would like nothing more than to talk about Johnsons and walnuts all night long. We got to get me. him on the show, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, shrinkster.com, C6Z, Johnson's and Walnuts, hilarious on Mondays. <laughs> now, the next one is at shrinkster.com, C6L, uh, I think it's L, uh, clang, frogs hit offensive bottom. <laughs> nice. Somebody ought to. And uh, that's all I got for headlines. But um, <laughs> I only have two stories for the Week in Geek this week. This first one I'm going to talk about is actually fairly interesting, and that's the only reason. It's at trinkster.com slash CD0. San Francisco examines power of dog droppings. Nice. City officials are hoping to harness the power of dog dew. San Franciscans already recycle more than 60% of their garbage, but in this dog-friendly town, animal feces make up nearly 4% of residential waste, or 6,500 tons a year. Ew. Nearly as much as disposable diapers, according to the city. Within the next few months, NorCal Waste, a garbage hauling company that collects San Francisco's trash, will begin a pilot program under which it will use biodegradable bags and dog waste carts to pick up droppings at a popular dog park. The dro- and here's the interesting part, the, as if that wasn't interesting. Yum. The, do- the droppings will be tossed into a contraption called a methane digester, which mm-hmm. basically is a tank in which bacteria feed on feces for weeks to create methane gas. Mm. So they're basically recycling dog poo and turning it into energy. That's an amazing tale. It's an amazing tale of poo. That's right. <laughs> uh, can we play the sound effect now? The le- oh, Mark's like, you, can, you took my story, man. I, I thought you were going to say when they were recycling the dog poo that they put it in a big tank and then they had some guy go out and carefully place them at night. <laughs> I, no, I really thought that was interesting. That I mean, is interesting and disturbing. I, I would hate to be the guy that collects those bags, though. You Not know? the job you want. No. Garbage collector's bad enough. Can you imagine be a... What does your husband do for a living? 
Oh, he collects dog shit. Nice. There are companies out there that'll go pick up your poop for you. What's the worst possible job you can imagine? Worst possible job. I don't know. Working at Hooters? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's the best. (laughs) If you got a job at Hooters, Richard, that would be the best. (laughs) So you must have heard all the... You must have had a lot of people when they order coffee say, can I get some cream? Wink, wink, Uh, wink. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on at Hooters. Boy, that's one funny place to work. (laughs) I'm sure. Uh But you make a lot more than at Pizzeria Uno, I discovered. Well, okay. Mm. Uh, So here's... This is... This is unbelievable. This happened this week, uh, last week. Shrinkster.com slash CB3, and I would encourage you to go there now. The world's largest Windows error message was shown to the crowd at Times Square in New York. Hmm. This story is from uh, February 21st, where this guy, uh, it's a... It's it basically started as a blog post. You know, in Times Square, they have these great big monitors and stuff. And basically, the monitor that, that was showing this video popped up a Windows message box, which basically says, you know, video uh, and, and something text output has encountered a problem and needs to close. Would you like to send an error report? Don't send, blah, blah, blah. And it stayed up there and the video wasn't moving. <laughs> Oh, you that's know why, funny. Carl? Because they don't put the giant f***ing mouse that runs that thing out on the street. <laughs> they would, a few people would have gotten together, pushed it around, clicked yeah, it. Yeah, ten exactly. guys shoving it around, and then a couple of guys jumping for a double click. click. Yeah. That's the kind <laughs> of suppression again. that this government is putting our citizens under. <laughs> that's hysterical. Anyway, that's all we have for the week in Geek. All right, so let's just get right on with it with... Girl, girl, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got it down, girl. Hey, when we hear that really sexy voice, that ah, is that is that Karen always doing it live? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just did. I like to think it is. Karen Greenwald, what do you got? Oh well, What's I wanted to talk a little bit about. Well, last week, boys, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I wasn't here because you had I, some yeah. bad news. Didn't I had you? some bad news. My aunt Rosie died. Oh, it was bad. She was 89 though, and it was you know wrought with all of the drama that an Italian funeral is wrought with. Oh, but, yeah. oh man! But the most shocking part of, and it was sad. It was sad. The whole the end of the whole Mangiacotti generation and. Believe me, one less Mangiacotti in the world is never a good thing. But um, <laughs> but the most shocking part of this whole experience was a photo of my Aunt Rose and Uncle Tony, a la like 1930. Now, Ooh. she was 89 when she died, so I had only ever known her as an old, an old woman. Lady. Yeah, with like excessive blue eyeshadow, right? Right. But in this Matches photo, her hair. Yeah, exactly. She had like, you know, the big bouffant with the little curls and stuff and bad, long 70s dresses. In this photo, fucking gorgeous. She was beautiful. And I was like, you know, it took me a while. I'm like, that's not Annie Rosie. That's not Annie Rosie, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But but that she's with my uncle Tony, who I've only ever known as like a fat, bald, lumpy-headed guy with inexplicable pieces of skin placed, <laughs> unfortunately, all over his face and his big I'm shiny. I need paint. to call my therapist again, Carl. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> no, he was like this slovenly excuse for a man. And then in this picture, he was like the most dapper, chiseled guy. He looked just like Jude Law. I was like ready oh, to call no. Jude Law and say, you better watch out. <laughs> you think it's always going to be like this, buddy, but you are in for a severe, severe shock. I was horrified. <laughs> I was looking at this picture and I'm like, I can't, I don't get that. My imagination is not that good. I couldn't get from this guy to my Uncle Tony. <laughs> so, but then I was I'm thinking. I'm going to play this back for you on your 80th birthday. And then, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Please don't. This Please is don't, what don't you're even, like in the prime of your life. Don't even play it back at my 40th birthday. I don't want to. We'll hear play it. it back at your funeral. That's a little yeah, different. That's that's better. That's much better. Well, so I'm looking at this picture, and they're looking, you know, classic and gorgeous, and I'm thinking. Now, what makes a timeless look in a photograph? So I came up with just a couple of rules about what you need to do so that you don't look, you know, dated in your photographs. Okay. Because I figured, I mean, you can only do so much about the gorgeous part, but you can do something about the dated part. Right. Yeah. So number one. Be naked. 
let's let's see the Franklin family photos on the next Christmas card. (laughs) Wait a minute. If you're naked, that takes you out of a time and place that makes you timeless. You still have hair, my friend. You still have hair. is correct, Karen. You're going to have to start taking off your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want this podcast to be dated, Karen. I'm going to look you up in the the high school yearbook and see if Carl was in fact naked in the high school yearbook. (laughs) (laughs) No, number one. Is and I want you to take this from the girl who once shaved the entire back of her head, leaving nothing but a rat tail. Keep your hair one length. It can be short, it can be long, but please, just one length. And take it from Patty Smythe. Nothing says, I'm a fat, ignore me, like extreme layers. (laughs) 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 Extreme layers. (laughs) Number two, wear natural fibers. Now, I love my rubber dress as much as the next girl. When you're getting photographed. Just wanted to slide that one in there. I didn't take another break. Stay. Cotton and linen. And just leave your parachute pants in the back of your closet. (laughs) And three, lastly, if you're looking in the mirror and it just doesn't do you any good, if you can't see that you look like a retarded hunchback getting ready for your debut in a parade of freaks, then do yourself a favor. (laughs) Get a gay male friend. Let him dress you. Have your picture taken. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Karen, I tried that, and it did not work out. (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that, Miller. You just don't look good in vinyl? No, the gay male friend thing. It didn't work out, so. Did you let him dress you? No. Oh, you said dress. (laughs) Yeah, just dress. Broke back, Miller. (laughs) Sorry, never mind. Hey, Mark. Franklin. I got a new theme for you today, for Dumber Than Me. Oh, great. That's an amazing coincidence, because I decided to stop doing it. Oh, no, I'm kidding. You have some dumma? Yeah, I do. I got two, man. All right, we'll check out my new theme. All right. <laughs> you fucker. That's a good one. <laughs> Carl, you have outdone yourself. Thank you. You're hot. It's Actually, a simple fucking No, dumb it is theme. not. I normalized it. Oh, oh, there you go. Thank you, man. Story number one. I got two stories for you. Story number one. Does not play well with others. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Gothen, a 20-year-old man from Washington State, was doing pretty well in jail. He had served 13 days out of his 20-day sentence for second-degree theft charges, so far being a model citizen in the Thurston County Jail. But not everything sat well with Mr. Gothen. Unfortunately, Mr. Gothen didn't really like his other prison mates, and so he decided to escape. Hmm. Classified as a low-risk inmate, Mr. Gothen allegedly snuck out through the fire exit of the minimum security wing where he was being held. (laughs) Um, Excuse me, minimum security. All you guys got is a fire exit? Come on. What are you, idiots? My movie theater has more security than your jail. Unbelievable. And stunningly, Mr. Gothen actually made it. He actually escaped from jail. Unfortunately, Mr. Gothen's journey to spiritual freedom took a turn for the worse when he tripped and fell down an embankment just behind the jail. Officers heard the inmates' cries for help, and after about 20, quote, penalty minutes, (laughs) during which the guards rushed to get their cell phones so they could get video of this priceless moment. (laughs) Anyway, after the Kodak moment was properly documented, the officers rescued Mr. Gotham from the bottom of the hill. (laughs) Mr. Gotham's escape attempt earned him a new charge, suspicion of second degree escape. What's up with this f***ing place, man? (laughs) Second degree, what do they have? First degree degree. escape, too? What is this? Mr. Gotham faces one to three months in jail if convicted. He is in jail already. What the hell? Yeah, I guess more, huh? Second degree. Okay, Carl, you can probably tell that we're dealing with more than one idiot. Mr. Gotham, you're on day 13 of 20 days. Who cares if you don't like your prison mates? Look at me. I got to do this show every week with a team. <laughs> with a team consisting of Carl Marketing Slut Franklin. <laughs> Richard, I'm still smarter than you, Miller Campbell. <laughs> Jeff, I'm so depressed. My new girlfriend is now a lesbian, Macy Olick. <laughs> and Karen, and I'll it. hump anything that sloshes and drink anything that moves Greenwald. <laughs> The other, around, the other way around, my friend. Oh, maybe I got that last one wrong. <laughs> my whole motto is gone. You just did anyway, look at me. Do you see me running for the fire escape? No, sir. 
Because even though I'm stuck with the biggest group of freaking nutcases this side of the Atlantic Ocean, I tough it out, mister. I look danger right in the brown eye, and even though I may squint in fear, I do not run. I tolerate their shortcomings, and believe me, Mr. Gotham, they have a lot of shortcomings. Like infinity minus one. Now calm down, Karen, I'm talking about something else, you angry slut. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Jesus Christ, Carl, you can just see the hate mail now. Nothing like a bunch of organized angry sluts riding your ass. <laughs> like, that's not your biggest fantasy, Miller. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't need another break again. Hold on. And you got it all wrong. Richard is the marketing slut, and I'm the one who's so depressed that my girlfriend's a lesbian. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need another break. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I apologize. Angry sluts, I'm sorry. So do you, Mr. Gotham, for sneaking out the fire escape on day 13. I award you the coveted Dumber Than Me trophy. Yeah. But to the guy who designed the Thurston County Jail. What the f***? A fire escape? Dude, that's not normally something you see in a jail. So, sir, you too are dumber than me. You are. All right. <laughs> Story number two. You're lucky I didn't steal. <laughs> uh, this is a, uh, I should have a stalker alert on this one. We need a custom custom sound effect for stalker alerts, Carl. <laughs> stalker alert. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Because he's got three names and three names equal stalker. Right. Enrique Rodriguez Vasquez, 37, was still on the road and had managed for a late arrival at the Best Western Motel in Fort Bragg, California. Aware that Mr. Vasquez would be checking in late, the motel's manager left the office unlocked and a room key behind for the man, and then retired for the night. The next morning, the motel's manager woke up to find a note. Quote, There was no one here to attend us guest in room 427. You even left the office unattended. You could have been burglarized, and you're lucky I didn't steal. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Signed, Mr. Vasquez. In an amazing coincidence, the manager noticed several items were missing, <laughs> which included a computer hard drive, a television satellite device, a box of Cremo, <laughs> and $200 cash. Fort Bragg police were called to the scene and confronted Mr. Vasquez and a female companion about the theft. Mr. Vasquez denied any knowledge of it. The police then asked for permission to search the woman's car, and she agreed. That's when Mr. Vasquez said that, quote, uh, actually the stolen items might have been placed in this vehicle by a very bad, bad man. <laughs> police found items, $200 cash, and methamphetamine in her belongings. Oh, uh -oh. Hold, hold on a second, kids. Is this the crystal meth thing again? Didn't I tell you that this stuff gives you a nasty case of the runs? I think we have a new player in the Dumber Than Me toolkit. Let's review the components right now, kids. <laughs> Number one, accessory of choice, cigarette lighter. Number two, vehicle of choice, lawnmower. And number three, drug of choice, crystal meth. Yeah. Kids, if you see any of these things, run far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Vasquez was arrested and charged with suspicion of burglary and possession of methamphetamine. So, Mr. Vasquez, you satellite dish-lifting note writer, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's 1,100 points, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Mark, uh, you know, I actually did create a, dumb of the, a new dumber than me theme song this week. I'm not falling for it, Lucy. No, no, I really did. I really did. Here it is now. Amazing Tales of Pooh. Dumber than me. <laughs> also, yeah, that's all good. Yeah. Fascinating. I forgot that one. That is uh, Yeah, that is a good one, isn't it? The greatest theme of all time. <laughs> it sounds a lot like my other theme for Amazing Tales of Pooh, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I got one, coincidentally. This story's called, So Honey, How Come You Spend So Much Time in the Bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my house. <laughs> Harvey Bateman, a 28-year-old man from Sydney, Australia, had doubts that his girlfriend had really quit smoking. 
And so, he did the natural thing that any boyfriend in doubt would do. He installed a hidden camera in her bathroom so he could watch Ew. her while she was on the toilet That's and in the shower. creepy. Oh, bad yeah, idea. Baby. Smoking in the shower. All right. Yeehaw. <laughs> shower smoking. Right up if you got them, kids, because nothing satisfies like wet cigarettes. <laughs> Jeez. And so, it wasn't long before the camera was discovered and Mr. Bateman found his brain donor butt in court. Yeah. Mr. Bateman's attorney told the court that his client was, quote, dumb, reckless, and stupid, but he said his client had only once watched his girlfriend in the bathroom, and the picture was very grainy. (laughs) Oh, that's okay, yeah. Oh, damn how it was grainy. (laughs) According to his attorney, once Mr. Bateman realized that she had not lied to him about smoking, he stopped watching, and he never used the camera to spy on the two other hot Australian ladies who were sharing the flat. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Really? Dude, if she's living with two hot chicks, you do not stop watching. <laughs> what are you, a fucking moron? I would be glued to that set like a trail of toilet paper clinging to a fat guy's butt. <laughs> There are probably moments with all three of the ladies sharing the shower, conserving water, lathering up each other's hot, soapy bodies, and all desperately waiting for a real man to walk in and satisfy their burning desire for a hot dog on a stick. <laughs> okay, so let's think about this. So, so the impetus to install the camera in the first place where his girlfriend's long trips to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Mr. Bateman wonders what the hell is going on. He suspects cigarettes. After the girlfriend returns from an extended holiday on the pot, Mr. Bateman no doubt enters the bathroom and takes a whiff, hoping to smell the airborne remains of burnt tobacco mm. but all he can detect is the thick masking odor of air freshener which has been so generously applied mm. so naturally mr bateman concludes cigarettes brilliant carl can you imagine his surprise when he's watching that video for the first time and he realizes she's just just in there dropping a buttload of doogie hausers <laughs> and on that note it's time for richard toy boy richard campbell finds the weird the wild the wonderful the toys on the internet and it's over to you, Richard. Save us from this horrible show. Oh, horrible. Well, in my continuing series of toys for your car, awesome. slash CDH, Charlie Delta 8. By your, you know, do you mean Carl's? How, Carl's. How many other mm. people have a Richard that's just finding toys for their car? Just day when, in, day out, in I'm spare looking time. for you. Richard, will you find toys for my car? I don't think there's anything to save your car, dear. Dude, this is... <clears throat> are, is, is this what I think it is about the... Uh, I know this is about the plug-in hybrids that uh, we've talked about, the batteries that get 250 yes. miles to the gallon, but but now they've been in the news lately, right? Because of the lithium-ion batteries that they're using in hybrids? That's is that, right. Is and that what this is? the big thing with this, this is high motion. Their PHEV is a kit for your Prius. Now I've never seen this before, but the last time I checked, there was a, the only thing where you could get this was there's a company in California that'll install it for like twelve grand. So how much does this cost? Well, there's an interesting point. Is that right now they're offering it for fleet vehicles only, with a plan to make it a kit available to the general public for five grand. Hmm. Okay, so that's actually affordable and. Yeah. The the whole design of this thing has been set up so that A, it's easy to do, and B, you don't remove anything from your Prius. It fits in the trunk, the adapter plugs into the back, it's a very simple installation, and it's factory the whole way. And what do they say you'll get for uh, mileage? Well, the basic idea behind this is that all your short-range hops, running the kids to school, going to the grocery store, that kind of thing, battery only. Cool. Engine never starts. So in in city driving, battery only. Well, they're really only looking at about some of the neighborhood of fifty miles. So uh, on a single charge, which is pretty good. 50? Depends on where you're going. Fifty, did you say? Five zero. It's pretty wow, good. Wow, that's awesome. So, am I right in in thinking that there's no hybrid that seats more than five, except for the Lexus? Well, and, and, the, and the only one that seats five, he straps one person to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the anything but the Prius doesn't isn't really cost effective. The Prius is really the only one currently that's getting 50, 60 miles a gallon. And I the, think the Honda Insight also does. 
Honda Insight? Yeah. Honda Insight was actually yeah, the first which is hybrid. The, uh, came before the Prius. Yeah. And they only feed... How many do they see? It's the same idea. It's like a four-door hatchback that's, you know, four or five if you squeeze. Problem is the power density is just not that good. The cars are extremely light and extremely small. Yeah. And with the hybrid SUVs, yeah, you'll get 20 miles to the gallon. Whereas before you were getting, what, 10? Right. Yeah. So it's you're really not saving all yeah, that much. Yeah, but the much. SUVs still don't seat more. Yeah. Well... You know, because my, my issue is is that you I, I can either get a hybrid or carpool. Yeah. That's the problem. Richard, I'm liking this. So 5000 bucks, huh? And you know the price yep. is going to come down. You know, the next generation of Priuses is going to have to be plug-in. And, you know, they'll probably charge a little bit more, but... Man. You know, the funny part is the real reason that they weren't plug-in in the first place is, yeah, the battery technology is a little erratic, but also there's there's a couple of major issues. One is that battery safety in crashes is very difficult to deal with. Oh. And that it significantly increases the cost of the car. The second thing is the plug-in mechanisms have to be made extremely safe. You're mixing right. high-voltage electricity with gasoline automobiles, yeah. and that's dangerous. Yeah. So from a if you do this yourself and you burn your house down, well, that's your damn fault. Right. But if an automobile manufacturer does it, well, that's a whole other can of worms. But if anyone can do it, Toyota can. I mean, they're awesome. Well, they're out there. And, and the bottom line is the market demand is there. So they'll find a way. Yeah. Moving on with other car topics. I was just saying, do you really think the market demand is there? I don't think it is. I think that now that gas prices have dropped, that's not the that's not on everybody's it, mind. Well, it's going to be. It's going to be. Let's just put it that way. Gas Didn't prices you listen are, to Uncle George? Oh, you yeah. got to get off the oil, man. Gas prices and oil prices are definitely on their way up for good. I, I totally agree. And I think uh, I agree. But I'm telling you, the word on the street among the moms is, is like, I'm not willing. We'll just budget more into our yeah. word on the street. Oh. What are you, some Starsky and Hutch girl over oh, there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's me. We're, I'm Huggy Bear. The word in the schoolyard. <laughs> well, they don't get it. Honey Bear? What's his name? <laughs> Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. In Italian, they say Oogie Bear. What did Huggy Bear say? Bear. What's the word on the street, Karen? <laughs> the word on the street is this. Ain't nobody's giving up their cars. <laughs> oh, I need another break. <laughs> so speaking of cars, check out shrinkster.com slash CD9, Charlie Delta 9. The company, Ventura. Fetish. The product. Ooh. The fetish. The fetish spirit. Nice, huh? Mm, A sports car that is also completely electric. Sports car wow. Really? Hmm. This is an electric car. It's actually an electric supercar. Wow. You know That's what great. the main r- rule is for making a supercar? It's got to be fast. Half a million bucks, baby. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> hey, are those are those five inch speakers on the front bottom of the car, <laughs> on the bumper? What? Mark? That's what those are. I think they're speakers, man. So you could say, "Hey, get out of the way." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going really fast. Look at my hot car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm compensating. Well, that's gorgeous, man. <laughs> it is a beautiful car, no question. But for half a it million bucks, nice. it ought to be. Yeah. So this is the uh, fetish spirit. This is the called mobile. It's got a magic formula. Magic. Sensual bewitchment. It's a lucky charm. It's sensual bewitchment. (laughs) Karen, I think this says I'm going to get late if I get this car. There you go. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it does. Dude, if you have 500 grand, you're going to get laid. Yeah. Really? Don't you worry about it. That's what it comes down to. I don't need a car? No. You didn't even need a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Then I qualify. Yay, Miller, you're in. So some basic specs on this car, 300 horsepower, zero to 60 in four and a half seconds. Jesus. Top speed around 100 miles an hour. That's awesome. And it runs for five minutes. Well, (laughs) think it's more of a Lotus Elise style car, right? This is not your Lamborghini. It's your lightweight, ultra nimble handling style sports car. Can you imagine this thing coming at you, though? Mm. I mean, like all battery powered running, you know, silently at 100 miles no an hour. No noise. Yeah. Very spooky. Yeah. I, that would take you out, man. I do not find fast cars exciting, I have to say. Troy this has is beautiful, a race car. Though. This is really gorgeous. At least the color. I mean, I like love the picture. It's great. It's beautiful, but the going fast, not so fun. Troy has a race car and goes very fast and just kind of scares me. Well, you know what? I mean, he's driving when he does it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Next. 
Next. I'm just going to say, Karen, his hands are on the wheel, so he's got a little, you know, he, he, she's he, trying he, the not to laugh, aren't all, all hitting him in his stomach. She's trying not to laugh, but she is cracking up. Let me just tell you. Yes, she is. She can't even look. She can't I am speak. not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <Yeah>. Next. <clears throat> Next. This is a toy actually sent to me by a lot of people, but specifically I have to mention Jeff, because Jeff sent me the re- a link first on this. I usually don't give credit for people sending me links. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is, well, I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> another reason is I get sent a lot of links from a lot of different people, and it's not always easy to tell who sent what, when, and so forth. And I find a lot of this stuff myself. But this particular one, I do remember Jeff sending it to me, and I'm pretty sure Gary, Gary Stanley sent it to me, but then Gary Stanley sends me everything. But take a look at shrinkster.com slash CDA, Charlie Delta Alpha... And the guys at Yanko Design, and I've been there here before. It's sort of bloggish, but it's a touch Rubik's Cube. <gasps> oh, yes. Wow. Isn't this neat? So each surface, each side has a different surface. So that somebody who can't see can have the pleasure of not being able to solve a Rubik's Cube. This is oh. the, this you, is the perfect about toy for hostages. I thought it was different. <laughs> you're talking about the Yanko. <laughs> perfect toy for hostages. <laughs> This is a great thing. This is like something we can give to Red Cross. <laughs> Here's your teddy bear for your kid in your Rubik's Cube by there you Braille. Go. Keep yourself busy while you're waiting to die. I thought it was different. You know, different. that joke was so good. I, my joke that I was going to say is just pale. I'm not even going to go there Don't now, even go. Let's you, Franklin. Richard, you watch it. The Millinator's back. I thought when you said a touch Rubik's Cube that, like, depending on how hard you touched it, the color changed. And then, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was thinking. No, you're, like thinking, of the, you're thinking of the Yanko touch. <laughs> no, of a mood Rubik's cube. Mood cube. Mood cube. Mood it's cube. a mood cube. So six sides in a cube, and the sides are metal, wood, textiles, cloth, rubber, plastic, and stone. So that you can tell them apart cool. by touch. And you how basically much? have to blindfold yourself to use this thing. So how I much guess. is it? Not for sale. This was a concept design. So oh. is there actually going to be one? Who knows? Now y'all know I got some new monitors, right? And they're the greatest monitors of all time. I'm very happy. 4960 by 1600, 7.9 million pixels. I'm finally in a comfortable place resolution-wise. But I'm always on the lookout for more. Because there's always next year's monitor. And I found it at CES. Shrinkster.com slash CDC. Charlie. Delta Charlie. The site is Westinghouse. And the product... A 56-inch display. You saw this at CES? No, I never Mm. saw it. But it was at CES, and I somehow missed it. Wow. 56 inches, 3840 by 2160. That's 8.3 million pixels, baby. Wow. In one screen. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of And you may ask me, how would you drive such a monitor? I Well, you remember my 2560 by 1600 has to be run by dual link, right? Right. This takes... Two dual link signals. Oh, my God. You'll burn your house down with a computer like that. It's fabulous. Jeez. I want one of these. Yeah. Okay. How much and when? Sorry, guys. Prototype only. Yeah. Nobody knows yet. It's one of those, if you have to ask, you obviously don't own an international thief to steal it for you. Damn dirty Westinghouse digital apes. I want to own an international (laughs) thief. How do you get one of those? You can get anything you want. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I just Very now cool. these monitors are water cooled, right? I would hope. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Especially if the water was running down the front of it. That would be very cool. <laughs> hey, there's a urinal in a <laughs> in a gay bar in Boston, and it's how do you know this shit? <laughs> how do you know this? Sorry, Karen. I'm with Carl. Uh, this one. What do you, you, know what? you got some explaining to do. You don't even want to know why I know this. But I do. There's a gay bar in Boston, and there's a urinal, and it's like a piece of glass, and there's water going down it, and then other people pee on the other side. So it's kind of like you're peeing on each other. Isn't that weird? Oh, nice. Like one person stands on one, and there's two sides, and you can stand across from each other, and there's glass, but with water coming down, and then you pee. How, how the f*** do you know this? How? <laughs> Honestly, Carl, if you have to ask... I am asking. You're not answering. How? Karen, will you be my co-writer as I try to break into the porn industry? <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
thankfully I can finally use all these scripts I've just been crafting <sighs> at home for my own use. Wait a minute. Does it have anything to do with your ex-husband? A little bit. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess I, I Who can I'm going to see. Did I tell you that? No. I'm going to, April 7th, I'm on my way to Ireland to see go you, visit. See you, Troy. Woohoo! No, Woo-hoo! Troy's coming with me to oh, see my ex-husband okay. in Ireland. Oh, you're going right. to do one of those threesome hunts. I saw that oh, in the yeah. movie once. Oh, yeah. Woo. Karen Troy and the gay guy. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, 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 Troy would love that. That's, Troy's like, he's all over I'm that so scene. confused. <laughs> <laughs> From Beck, Ireland. Um, no, yeah, we're just going to go visit. And then we're and Karen, visiting. you're like, just stay focused on me. Just stay focused on me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. All eyes on me at all times. All right, yeah. Richard, take us out of this one. All right. Staying with my multi screen concept, because you know, if I'm going to run that monitor, I want two of them. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash CDE, Charlie Delta Echo, the fine folks at Matrox. And Matrox are the guys who made the Parhelia, which is my first triple screen rig. One oh car, three goodness. monitors. But this wow, is called the big. XTO. And I'm actually looking at the configuration designed for audio use. Huh. The idea is you have a card you plug in your machine, PCI or PCI Express, that then has a fiber optic cable up to 800 feet long wow. to a silent box that'll plug in up to four monitors plus speakers, mouse. It's actually got six USB ports on it. So install anything you want on there, keyboard and so forth. Holy so you can shit. get your machine away from your desk. The bad thing is that won't fit in our diner booth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a bad thing. Because that's the only thing stopping us. One of those. You know, uh, Richard, what I do now, and for the fans who don't know, what I I, in the studio, you know, everything is hard disk recording here. But the machine is actually in the next room, next door, and I drilled a hole through the wall. And at Belkin, you can order uh, KVM cables. Yep. So it's a basically like a fifty-foot video mouse keyboard extension cable. And it works great. And, sure. and I just run it along down through the wall and everything else. I have a really long uh, USB cable that goes to a USB hub that's on my desk and a, a really long Firewire hub for the same reason. And I have um, my CD DVD burner external sitting right on my desk. So basically, I don't hear any noise. And I have everything that I need to operate the computer right It's there. just a, a limit of range thing, right? It is a limited 10, range. 10, 20, 30 feet is sort of the most you're going to get. But the thing is, is that if you're on another side of the wall, you know, that's doesn't that's really enough. matter. It's good enough. Yeah. Hmm. But this would be cool because, you, you know, there's an, another interesting thing that this reminds me of, and I don't have a shrinkster.com thing for it, but it's a modular recording studio that uses uh, gigabit Ethernet. Oh, yeah. So you just wire your rooms with gigabit Ethernet, and they have these modules like microphone headphone modules um, and other modules that you just put wherever you want, and then you have a magic console that routes everything together and, and puts it together so you can move around. i got to find a shrinkster for that. That is cool. Very. Look at this arrangement of these quad monitors like this, Carl. It makes me realize that we're precipitously close to my lifelong dream of porn with actual size labels on them. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Great. Do you have any toys without plugs, Toy Boy? <laughs> sure. How about this one? Tracer.com slash CDF. Charlie Delta Frank. It may be, it's not, it hasn't got any plugs, but it is battery operated. <laughs> and it's the battery operated motorized ice cream cone. <laughs> you rock, man. This is perfect. This is perfect for go. my porn spy movie. You scoop the ice cream into a little cup that sits in this motorized ice cream holder and it rotates it for you so you don't have to turn it around yourself. That's awesome. Ten bucks. No drippy cones, baby. Then no drippy cones, no sore wrists. And you, you can know. eat the motorized parts afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I gave one time? One time I was dating this guy and I was going to his birthday party and I forgot to get him anything. So I stopped by a convenience store and I just picked up something that I thought was funny and gave him like an whatever, different, whatever, like a card promising a different gift. But the thing that I got him that was funny was one of those lollipops that turns around like that. So you yeah. don't have to like lick it. But what I didn't, <laughs> but what I didn't, because I thought that, that it's funny. But and, what I, and. It doubles as a marital aid. Well, so, I didn't go. think of that until I realized that the character on the bottom of the lollipop was Woody ah. from <laughs> Toy Story. And, and remember, he's like, he opens it. He opens it and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoops. I forgot. 
Sorry. Oh, and then he suddenly gets at Karen and he's like, thanks. And he keeps winking at you the whole night. <laughs> yeah. And he's all excited. It was totally embarrassing. It was embarrassing on a lot of levels. Either I could admit that I hadn't put it all together and that I'm a complete idiot or that I or I admit that or I say like, oh, I knew it was it was kind of a joke like that. And I'm like a slut. Right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know which one. You don't know where to go. Karen, you're, you're not a slut in my book. No. <laughs> Just an idiot. But I got another book of sluts. You're in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whose book is that? It's just, no, it's, I can't get into that right now. <laughs> it's back in my break room. It's back in my book of sluts. Richard, help me. <laughs> okay, quick, back to technology. Shrinkster.com slash CDG. Charlie Delta Golf. I'm dying. Yes, we are. But first, look at dual core technologies and their desktop computer PDA cell phone. That's right, kids. All three functions in one device. Huh? And how did they do it? By putting all three devices in the box. What you've got here is a process, a regular <laughs> processor that runs a version of Windows XP on the machine and another processor that's the HPC. And then there's also cell phone technology built in. And it powers uh, up whatever you need at the time. Yeah. Uh, totally. Really? Yeah. I can and it's built, and they even included the Radio Shack kit yeah. <laughs> on the box. <laughs> <laughs> and it disturbs me, of course, that all the pictures are obviously photoshops because I'm sure this will never actually function. Yeah. I mean, where's the hard disk space? I mean, come on. Oh, they got a 40 gig drive in there, man. No worries. No way. No You're way. kidding. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash CDH, Charlie Delta Hotel. This thing bothers me. The website, showeryourbaby.com, and the device, Why Cry oh, no. Baby Crying Analyzer. 150 oh, no. bucks. Wow. Analyzes your baby's cries to tell you what it actually means. This is from the same people who brought you the talking dog interpreter, right? That's right. This is like another long line of products to help parents spend money. So, so if it sounds like this... <laughs> It says your baby is really pissed off right now. Yeah, no, it's another long line in the no, the products that help parents feel incompetent and stupid and not really? trust themselves. That's how, ridiculous. How do we ever get on for the last four thousand years without right. this crying analyzer? Right. It's uh, just yes. me. Especially like if, this is. It's because what this is is it's got a microphone in it, obviously, and uh, it's got these different mood indicators, need of stimulation, and do you? And, mm. uh, Ooh. Do they work for grown-ups? I'm in need of stimulation. <laughs> I'm hungry. You know the most Hold on interesting... a second, Karen. Let me just check the light indicator here. <laughs> <laughs> I need my diaper changed. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not doing that. The biggest feature is that it has the ability to suck 150 bucks out of your wallet. Yeah, that's a really clever invention, actually. There you go. <laughs> Good Lord. It, and it, and it, in the end, it's actually one of those magic eight balls. Every time it hears a noise, it just flashes a different exactly, light. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Arbitrary. <laughs> and one of the lights says, we just screwed you out of 150 bucks. Well, another light says, try again. <laughs> <laughs> what if this thing gets stuck and you end up feeding your baby 90 <laughs> times feed a day? It, feed it. Feed it. <laughs> Honey, why is the baby so fat? I don't know. I'm just following instructions. Honey, have you tried to feed the baby? No, it only is saying it needs stimulation, not food. <laughs> it hasn't said it needed food in 24 hours. I'm keep stimulating it, and I don't know what to do. Oh, oh man, too much. <laughs> well, guys, it was clinically tested on Spanish, Mexican, and Korean babies. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. No. It's just, Oh my god. It should tell you something. <laughs> what well, does it mean? Does a baby's cry in Korean mean something different there than in go. Mexico? I don't know. All right, what's next, Richard? Shrinkster.com slash CDI. Ch Charlie Delta Indigo. And our only Japanese toy of the night is actually a good toy. So what this is, is a little box designed to, to plug convinced. in the back of your SATA hard drive. SATA drives have a very standardized set of plugs, mm -hmm. and it converts it to a USB drive. Oh, wow. Now, this is actually something I need, because I this? often have an external a drive loose that I want to pull data off of, and rather than ripping the case off a machine and plugging it all in, to be able to have this little fob 
plug right. it in and then plug the USB port into the machine and off I go. What they leave off the photos, which annoys me, is there's obviously a brick attached to it. Right. Because you need enough power to run the drive. Yes. But otherwise, very cool device. The company's Novak. Uh, maybe eventually available in North America. This is the Japanese site, but a very good idea. Cool. Very yeah. good idea. Love it. And staying with our hard drive theme, let me take you over to... Uh, Not a ton of exciting toys tonight, I have to say. be patient with me there, kiddo. <laughs> oh, come on, Karen. Use your imagination. That, that, that rotating ice cream liquor thing. I can't imagine how you didn't jump all over the ice cream liquor. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the ice cream liquor. Anything that- actually, actually, I was imagining her jumping all over that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any trouble with that. It came in four colors. Where are we going, Richard? Shrinks.com slash CDJ, Charlie, Delta, Juliet, and the site... <laughs> Colossal storage. Oh, I'm dyslexic. I thought it said cool ass storage.net. <laughs> cool, you gotta now, see a doctor about that, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out if these guys are just plain old cranks. But what this is, is a guy involved with the whole quantum uh, manipulation of electron storage technology for a bunch of different things. He's got entanglement particles. Click on the top link there Spintronics. The idea of Spintronics is right now, in order to store data on a hard drive, you have to basically apply a charge to some electrons, a bunch of them. So the storage density is limited by the number of electrons you can manipulate and how many you can read back from. This is a method for storing data at a much higher density. How much higher density? Four orders of magnitude. Wow. Or in other words, you're talking petabyte hard drives. Does Those that, who don't does know that, petabytes are, that's a thousand terabytes or a million gigabytes. You know, I can't help but make a Michael Jackson joke here about petabyting. <laughs> okay, what's next, Richard? <laughs> I mean, is, am I the only one who thought of that? Petabyte. Thankfully, yes. And is, we that, next, is that wrong for me to have thought of that? You're always going to petabyting. That's the first thing you go to. So, Richard, totally a, think about petabytes. a petabyte is a thousand terabytes? Yes. Holy shit. If it's true, I just can't buy it. Yeah. That's a lot well, of data, man. I don't think anybody can buy it at this point. That's a mess of porn. How many how many goods could fit on that? Um, <laughs> several. Like, could we crush Microsoft with this one drive <laughs> by allocating all the goods? That's it. Take out all the goods. Fill Red it up. Stream? Okay. Two more. Oh. All right. Are they if they're not if they have anything to do with computers, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Two more non computer toys. Thanks, honey. <laughs> for the girl with the big boobs. Shrinkster.com slash CDK Charlie Delta Kilo. And we're starting with a bad big toy. From our fine friends down in Australia, the website oh. 018.com.au. So here's the concept. This is drinking water taken from fruit juice. The reason being, and this is where the O18 coming from, it comes in. O18 is shorthand for oxygen 18 or the a- isotope 18 of oxygen. Normal oxygen molecules, 16 electrons. Wow. Right? Atomic weight is 16, but yeah. there's an isotope that has 18. And apparently the highest concentration of O18 is available from fruit juice. So you pull the juice part out of it, you end up with this O18 water mm. and therefore can charge 50 bucks a bottle. Ah, so if it's just more concentrated, you could also drink like five glasses of water and get the same effect. Well, actually, the normal concentration of O18 in the wild is like one one hundredth of a percent. Hmm. Oh, so you could it's drink not more. a normal thing, but they're very excited about O18. So I spent some time looking around trying to find any proof at all that oxygen 18 was good for you in any way. And so far, nah. Hmm. The only thing anybody's really demonstrated about oxygen 18 in when com- in combined in water form is that it rusts things faster. Hmm. So, oh, and you can mist it on your face, which is there great. You, you want to rust that face faster. <laughs> Look good, feel better. <laughs> oh, uh, the yeah. faster hmm. face rusting water. <laughs> Don't I just, wait for your people face are really to digging deep to try and come up with products. Now. Yeah, that that is deep digging, but at least drinking water is, you know. Hey, at least they're thinking, right? They might okay. not be thinking I'm not smart, impressed because I've had O19 water for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more toy. 
And this one's got a real story behind it because it made me think. Shrinkster.com slash CDL. Charlie Delta Lima. And what have we got? The world time clock. Now, usually, mm. when you're looking for a world time clock, you want a clock that'll tell you time in multiple time zones. Not one that looks like a grenade. <laughs> it does look like a grenade. That's a But this disturbing. is an analog clock that's 12-sided. So that when you want to know what time it is in that in that particular time zone, you just rotate the clock. <gasps> oh, wow! That's a cool idea. That's cool. That is it's cool. smart. So on each of the twelve sides are two cities representing the two time zones that it would cover. Very nice. And you just turn the clock to know what time it is. You know they could have they could have actually put numbers on the faceplate if they had made it kind of free spinning and weighted on the bottom. Yeah, because then mm. no. Yeah. Tell me that again. They could do what? If they made the faceplate free spinning around the middle right. and, and weighted on the bottom right. so it was always upright no matter where you spun yeah. it, they could get numbers <laughs> yeah, on it. It wouldn't matter. Uh, where Call you my it. patent attorney, Franklin. <laughs> Woohoo! I think the next step for this is obviously the self-turning version. <laughs> what I love about this toy is it is a great toy, but it's really not technical. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's I just a too. good idea. And that makes a great toy. That Absolutely. is actually, like a wedge. actually, I need to save this. Wouldn't that, that would be a really good gift for somebody who travels a lot. Absolutely. $75. Nice. Beautiful. Richard, you were awesome. Thank Franklin, you, Franklin, you were awesome. Karen, you were awesome. Mark Miller, the new host of the show, says we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. I guess I was saying that and not thinking Miller. that. Sorry, guys. Miller. All right, guys. That's done. a show. Thanks to everybody who participated. Karen Greenwald. Richard. Woo. Mark. Miller. And we'll talk to you next week on Mondays. Woo. Have a good one. <laughs>